The Sharks pull out a victory in Buffalo. Wait, what? Shocking, right? We'll talk about the victory and more right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Thursday night, January 6, 2022. The San Jose Sharks are victorious. Yes, they are victorious with a score of 3-2. to two. Wasn't, wasn't easy, but when is it in Buffalo? Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, so if you want to chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page of the app, come on in. Let's talk about it. Uh, also, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, good evening, Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I mean, um, we were definitely, uh, I don't know, this this looked like it could be a, rep, a recipe for disaster for uh, for the game tonight. Buffalo, no Eric Carlson, no Jake Middleton. You know, um, oh my goodness, um, you know, one of those, uh, one of those set up for disaster nights. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you're, I think I, I said this all year, I think Jake Middleton and Eric Carlson's been the Sharks best D pair. So you take that out of the equation. Um, Aiden Hill gets the start. That's been an adventure this year. And I think it was, I, I, he had a good game. I don't want to take too much away from him, but that. That was an adventure uh, near the end. Oh um, boy, how did we get there? Um, so I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, big recipe for disaster tonight for sure. And I don't think like they won tonight, but I don't. It's not one of those feel good wins, right? Yeah, like I don't feel amazing uh, after this win. Like it doesn't load me up with confidence. I think there's certain things that I do think are trending back in the right direction, but. I, I'm not I'm not running laps around the block cheering about this win either. Yeah, no, it's not one that you're going to remember like, you know, the first time they won in Buffalo, which happened to be Joe Thornton's debut. We'll talk about Jimbo a little later on the show. But I mean, you, you just you're just asking for it. Uh, but, you know, two and a half minutes in, this seems like it's becoming a, a, a thing now. Ian, we have a little bit of a scrap with uh, this time it was Gajevich and Hayden. Uh, I, I almost thought it was more like a wrestling match more than anything after that. Yeah, I mean, this is what's going to... I think you're going to see this a lot because as guys get healthy and come back into the lineup, there's not going to be room for all these guys. So like guys like Jeffrey Vial and Gajevich, you know, the, the guys like that are... There's really probably need only one of them in the lineup at any given time. You probably don't need all of them. Um, and I think obviously when guys get healthy, those guys are going to, those guys are basically fighting over who's going to be that guy going forward. And I thought that, um, I thought that, you know, Jeffrey Vial, once he got healthy, he would probably take over that spot, but that hasn't happened. Gadjevich has kind of held it down. So we'll see what, you know, we'll see what uh, Bugner decides going forward. But I think we're going to see a lot of that until guys get healthy and, you know, some of those, there's only room for one of those guys. And I think those guys are fighting to stay in the NHL and not get sent back down to the A. 
and that's where they're you know like the likes of not just you know VL you know but Gregor who who has hit a snag a little bit here. Yeah, uh, but that's not Gregor's game. Like if Gregor no. starts throwing knuckles, I mean something's gone seriously off no, the rails. No, 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 no. Yeah, what I'm what I'm saying is is that they're trying to prove themselves to stay up with the major league squad as opposed to head down to the AHL. Yep. No, for sure. So, uh, the the shark scoring would happen in a matter of uh, less than five minutes of the uh, first period. Uh, start off with Matt Nieto from uh, Cogs and Bones. You know, mm-hmm. twelve thirty. You know, around twelve thirty mark to make it one nothing. Nieto three goals on the season. What did you think of of, uh, of Matty's tally? It's a nice feed by Cogliano. I mean, Cogliano makes that happen. Um, it was a really nice feat to Nieto. Nieto didn't make any mistakes. Um, it's it was interesting watching um, what the hell's his name? Help me out here, <laughs> Lucan Lucan, right? Like Pekka Lucanen or whatever. Oh, Ugo, yes, <laughs> yeah, something crazy, something with a lot of vowels. Yes, we're um, not on Wheel of Fortune, man. <laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting because like I, it's. It's something that I've really been critical of Hill a lot this year for for not being aggressive enough. But I like you liked I kind of liked his positioning on those shots, but I just just the reaction time just wasn't fantastic for him. So I mean it's like you know so it's it's one thing to challenge shooting. I thought I, I really liked his aggressiveness uh, for some of the for some of the saves he made in the game for because he's a big guy too. Yeah, six um, five two seventeen. But like you got to, you know, it's again, it's the NHL. You have to have the whole package. You got to be able to play the angles and then have the reflexes to, to, to make the saves. But um, yeah, really nice shot by Nieto. Better feed by Cogliano. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Cogs looked like he he wanted to lead by example, and he gets the assist on that first goal to make it one nothing against Uko Pekka Lukinen. Yes, Uko Pekka Lukinen. I am going to make Kevin Lacey proud for that one. All right, and then just a minute seventeen later, uh, Timo Meyer uh, with a with a nice rush by oh, Mario Ferraro, for, and of course, welcome back, Mario. Hope you hope you're recovering from COVID well. Uh, gets it up to Hurdle, and then um, you know, nice assist by the linesman to leave it for Meyer to uh, put it off the post and in to make it two nothing. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, nice to see Ferraro get back into the lineup. I thought uh, he played really. I thought he played well. I thought he had played with a lot of energy tonight. Um, I thought he had, you know, he had, he had definitely a jump in his game. Like he was, he was winning races. Uh, I was impressed with how quick, uh, considering the the layoff, like how quick he was uh, still getting around the ice. Yeah, and and looking looking pretty good, looking really solid. Uh, nice skating ability to get that rush going to make it two nothing. And then uh, a few minutes later, Tomas Hurdle. You know, again, another uh, odd man rush here uh, for his 17th. Yeah, uh, I, I Sharks had a, like the Sharks played a really good first period. I mean, there's not there's a lot to like about it. I think um, something that happened in the last few games was I thought the Sharks really went off their game plan um, and they weren't like the all the structure, all the all the good things from the from early on the season were completely absent from the last few games. Um, and I think they got away from what was giving them success. And there's no surprise that some of these, you know, came off turnovers that turned into odd man rushes Yeah. because it started in in the shark's end. And 
they completely got away from that. And I think they started to get away from that a little bit as the game went on as well. And it got a little lazy at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like the first period because I like that the Sharks kind of got back to what was making them successful. Yeah, I, I thought they looked really good, really defensive minded, but also had that offensive push to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and even Bob Mooner in, in the post game chatter was saying, we played one of our better first periods in a long time. Fatigue set in during the third, and we were missing some key uh, some key guys. Nice to see Hill stand tall. I mean, that's that's the tough part is, is that they look like they got off to a nice start, which is nice as opposed to what's been going on in the last few games. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a good start, but you know, it, they they need a full sixty overall. Yeah, I think. It's it's difficult because I think you've got it's so hard to like figure out what to make of this team right because this team looked like like again like the structure at least looked to be back mm-hmm. um, this game which completely was absent in the like most I think other than maybe the Philly game it was completely absent um, and you know the Sharks aren't the only team that's ever you know got a lead and then sat on it. Um, <laughs> You know, teams do this all the time as score effects. But, uh, I mean, the first period, though, I, I like the first period. I thought the Sharks played a, a, a good first period. I thought, you know, a good road first period. I thought they were they were physical. I thought that they they got back to their game. And I think when they, when they play their game, they're going to have chances to be successful because it's, it's an easy game. The problem that they ran into and the problem they started getting into later on in the game was just trying to get too fancy to leave the zone, right? Like there's this team isn't talented enough to to always just carry the puck from their end to the other end and look for the scoring chance. Like sometimes you got to dump and chase. And I find like the thing that gets the Sharks in a lot of trouble and it really got them in a lot of trouble last game was just how many times, you know, they made like three unnecessary passes to try and exit their own zone and then they turn over the puck and then it goes the other way. And just try, like you said, just kind of struggling just to get anything out or getting anything going, you know? Yeah. Uh, just to, well, I think, I think if you're looking to, to, to not to make like, if you're looking to make the complex, you know, the, the glory, when I'm going to skate it from one end to the other, like I'm Bobby Orr every play, then yeah, you're going to run into trouble. Like this team isn't talented enough to carry, to always just carry it out of the zone and try and force possession. And it's like, sometimes you're going to have to dump and chase and, and the sharks get in trouble because again, like, and you saw this in the sack, especially in the third, you know, it's like, it's not the easy first pass out. It's not that, you know, it's, try to pass it two feet to another guy who's going to try and pass it a foot to another guy instead of just trying to get it out of the zone and, you know, forcing Buffalo to tag up. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah. Not good. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Second period, you get, uh, you know, noted uh, Calder winner Jeff frickin' Skinner score. Uh, It's his 11th. Of course, he takes a penalty later on. Burnsy looked a little gingerly after that, but he he stayed in. Uh, and then, of course, Flasic would get a puck over the glass call. But, you know, second period, I mean. The thing that really okay. annoyed me with the Jeff Skinner goal 
was how one player pinned two sharks on the board. Like, how does that? Right. There looked like a little bit of a hold there when I was looking at the GIF making that. It just shouldn't happen. Like, even (laughs) there's two guys. Someone, someone needs to get free. Like, it's just it's painful. It was just painful to watch. And then. I don't know how that happens. And then, yeah, Jeff Skinner shoots and, and, and scores. And I like, and I, I think up to that point, like, I think I, I want to say this because it needs to be said, like Aiden Hill had a pretty good game tonight. Yeah. I didn't really I, fault him on this one. Like he, you know, Skinner's wide open after two sharks get pinned on, like why two sharks are in the same place on that play to begin with, to get pinned on the boards. Like that's an issue, right? Um, Obviously, like nothing happened on the Sharks power play except for, you know, Brent Burns almost again, just like trying to keep the, the shorthanded goals against streak going like. <laughs> no. Yeah, they brutal. They they they, they are. Um, I, I know the holiday season was just upon us, but they're <laughs> excuse me. They're uh, still trying to give a, a lot to everybody. I mean, my God. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not. You're like, you would expect that. You know, you've got a bunch of guys that are playing with limited NHL experience in the lineup tonight. You'd expect that from them, but like, but not Brent Burns, right? Well, I mean, you would expect it from Brent Burns because it's Brent Burns. And well, that's, that's true. Been his move, but but I mean, but that's the frustrating thing, right? Like a lot of these big gaffes are your money guys, right? They're your, they're the guys that should not be making this many mistakes like sure i'm not expecting brent burns to be the perfect you know defenseman all the time but he can't make this many gaffes in you know in this many games like it's just it's frustrating to watch and then you know like it's, it's nice that it's nice that the, the the accountability the hammer comes down on everyone but him it's the your best players need to be your best players. I yeah, think if you absolutely. listen to Morning Tide, Ted Raving is preaching that like crazy. And and these guys, you know, Vlasic with that puck over glass pedal, Burns with the turnovers, you know, ever, I think ever since the holiday break. Uh, come on, guys. We got to be better. I, hell, the uh, freaking um, Carlson watching, you know, the, the, the puck go in for the, I think it was a tying goal against Arizona. I mean, come on, guys. I know it's like the dog days and everything, but we got to be better than that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, so. I think, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of things wrong on that goal. Like Eric Carlson probably could, could get in there, although it's not his guy. Like, but I mean, True. Reimer needs to have that rebound too. Yeah. No, definitely. like there's, there's a lot to like, and I'm not going to sit here and try and defend Eric Carlson I don't think he needs to be defended at this point. Honestly, I think he's been fine this year. I know, I know like before the, the chats kind of died on us here, but like yeah, before we got on, everyone's like, Oh, Eric Carlson's out. We win. It's like, <laughs> have you watched the sharks this year? Like, like I, I understand like he's, he's a polarizing figure, but I, I mean, it, it's funny how when everything's fine, it's fine. But then when everything goes wrong, well, it's probably Eric Carlson's fault. Like, come on. Watch the game. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with our chat. Uh, if we're having difficulty, we apologize for it. Uh, just seeing if it pops up here, but uh, let's see. I don't know. It just seems like it's been quiet. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I apologize for the here. delay. There was a, um, as you guys know, I am not 100%. Uh, we'll leave it at that, you know, but uh, moving onward. Uh, third period. This is why uh, 
you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we we really do that. Sure. Um third period now. Uh San Jose gets outshot and and I can't believe when I I looked at this stat. 22 to 5. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh you know, when you, when you told me about how many saves Hill had made um and I was like, "Really? He made that many? 37 yeah. 39? What in the world?" Seriously? And uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, you know, they're just throwing too much at Hill. And the other part too, for that matter, uh, the the Sharks got got tired. They got tired in the third period. Uh, I don't I don't think it was just that they thought they had the game in. I think they just they ran out of gas, and that's concerning. I think the Saber. I mean, the Sabers are there to play too, right? Like it's not like you know, Sabers like. It's not like they're just gonna roll over and die. Like I mean, you you would like them to. You'd like to score three goals, but I mean that's doesn't happen very often. Like teams have pride. I don't know. I mean, like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, moving on. You know, the they would outshoot twenty-two to five. Uh, Gergensons would get a power play goal uh, late in the excuse me after the Sharks would. Kind of get into some penalty trouble, you know, kind of lazy penalty. Yeah, it was a, that, was, that was definitely like I think I think Magna got away with one earlier in that period, and yeah. it was it was a penalty for sure. Like you're you're gonna get called for that every time. Um, I I didn't like the goal. Um, I mean, because here's the problem, right? It's like yeah, what what's what's still gonna do? But I mean, the first shot beat him clean. It just happened to hit the post. I mean, that could have went in the net. Right, I thought it did um, at first. To be honest, so did I. Yeah, I thought I thought it was in, and then, but I, I mean, so I, I didn't like how cleanly Hill got beat on that shot, even though it did hit the post, and then obviously it goes behind him, and he, he has no idea where it is, and they, you know, and then the the Sabers score and make it interesting because again, like we said, like they had pressured the entire uh, third period. The Sharks again, like. You know, I, th- I think the Sabres did a good job, but I think also the Sharks started trying to be too complicated again, right? Like, just not not making the easy play to get it out of the zone. Not the simple play. They kind of maybe had a little bit of a panic, a little bit there to... Yeah, to and, just... and and credit to Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo played or had a really strong forecheck in that third period. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got one, but that was all they would get. And unfortunately, the Sharks would... For them, the Sharks would get a victory, so that's good for the Sharks, unless you're part of Team Tank. Uh, so three to two, the final there. Uh, let's go through some of the locker room I comments. I think even if you're Team Tank, though, I mean, this game probably doesn't bother you because this is Buffalo. This team, this, this, this is a team that's totally in Team Tank mode. Like, them and the Coyotes are at a race to the bottom. We're gonna party like it's 2015 all over again. It seems like, yeah. I so <laughs> I mean, like you. I, I think if you're a team tank, you're probably still feeling pretty good because the effort that the Sharks gave in the last two periods would get them destroyed by better teams. I think I and again, I want to give Aiden Hill all the credit in the world. He had a good game tonight. Obviously, he made a crap ton of saves. You know, a 37 save effort on 39 shots. It's nothing to sneeze at, right? No, 
and I feel like I need to sneeze anytime. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, with the 37 points and granted there's two teams technically ahead of them, they are now just one point out of a, out of that wildcard spot where Edmonton is at, um, with Edmonton having a game in hand. I mean, yay. But, uh, you know, it's this is kind of where I thought we were going to be. And it is just in the middle of the pack where, you know, something could give. And, um, you know, so just. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. I don't think this like it's yay. Yay for a win. But I don't think you should feel a little warm and fuzzy from it. No, 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 warm, no warm fuzzies. That's OK. We'll We'll get through the. Uh, We'll get through it and get ready for the uh, the epic uh, matchup that is going to come Saturday, when the Sharks take on potentially Martin Jones and the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, in uh, in Pennsylvania. So I think there's a good chance of that because I think Carter Hart's getting shelled tonight. Oh, oh boy, that should be a good one then. Uh, let's take a look at some of the comments from the coming We're from the locker room. He's like a nut. He got shelled. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Aiden Hill, we blocked a lot of shots, but the second and third, we definitely want to play in the other ends of the ice a bit more. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> uh, from Bob Bugner, the Nieto goal was big for us. Allowed us to play with a lead, and that's a good sign. Yes. And also 25% off at sharksproshop.com. Hashtag no free ads. Uh this is a huge. This is huge for Hill's confidence. We had a talk this morning about good games from earlier in the year. Need some swagger in the net, and he had it tonight. What are you laughing at? The chat, <laughs> Ruben, Ruben Buston telling me I'm I'm telling people how to fan. Oh boy, I never thought. I, I just I'm just saying I wouldn't feel warm and fuzzy. If you want to feel warm and fuzzy after this win, you're totally and you're within your rights to i just wouldn't hey if you want to feel like sj sharky by all means go for it i mean come on <laughs> warm and fuzzy i mean, I mean he's the furriest fish i've ever seen for for damn sure <laughs> you know uh uh nieto on cogs and bones uh we're three guys that work as hard as we can every single night we're comfortable with any matchup we can create more offensively uh what do you think of that line I mean, I know the the Sharks Twitter had him on the second line. I saw others had him on the third line, but I think they kind of gel a little bit. I think it's it's fine. I mean, the Sharks right now, given the missing bodies and stuff, like you just need to find any. You kind of throwing together whatever you can and, and see it works. I think they were fine. Like you know, again, like they had they got some points. You know, they, they got on the board. That's important. Yeah. And, and you... um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I... But yeah, I mean, like they got on the board, I you know, so I, I think they played fine. I think it's 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 a fine combination. Is it it's good for I think it's a decent combination for what the Sharks have to throw out there in that type of role. I mean, the fourth line's a tire fire. <laughs> so, I mean, compared to that, everything looks good, I think. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's tough and and i and i get the need that you want to try to separate you know benino and cogliano to help help out that fourth line but you know you have three lines that are working pretty well fourth line is finding their way here and there i think it'll be okay i just think the fourth line the problem with the fourth line is they're just 
it, it's 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 a product of what the Sharks have available. And it's a product of the coach. And I just like I said, once once guys start getting healthy and coming back into the lineup, then they're going to, you know, some of those guys aren't going to be on the team anymore. True. When you get your balsers back, when, um, when yeah, Weatherby's the whole fourth. Like, I, and I like Weatherby. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think you know, I don't. I, I you look at Gadjevich and Jeffrey Vial and Adam Raska. They're all the same player. Pretty much. You know, Raska's got a little more jump, but at the end of the day, like they're bald. They're you know, they're all the annoying sandpaper guys. You don't need. You don't need multiple of those guys, especially multiple of those guys that are that are tweeners at best. So let me ask you this, and, and I'll expand on what Logan Teal 86 is saying. Why is Nick Merkley not playing? I would say that also the same thing is John Leonard. He, he was we heard such big things about John Leonard. I mean, granted, that's not really his role to be on the. Fourth yeah, line, because but... it's Bob Bugner. It's Bob Bugner. Bob Bugner likes knuckle dragging hockey um and i mean that explains it right so right i mean and i i would like to see guys guys like john leonard get a shot and and but you know it's hard because i think they've got a lot of guys that are kind of in the same spot um you know so you bring john leonard up but john leonard's not going to play on the fourth line so who are you taking out you taking gregor out i mean maybe at this point i don't know if i would hate that I wonder. Right. I wonder if you separate, you know, put, have Gregor rest. Maybe put Helga Watts back in. See if it sparks something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. It 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 is tough, right? Because I think like there's guys that I feel like they're on their like. I think John Leonard. I'm not too worried about John Leonard yet. Okay. But a guy like Helga Watts. I mean, he's been around for a while. Like it's it's sure get off the pot time for, for some of these guys. Right. Sure. But I'd like to see, you know, so I can understand why they've kind of brought some of those guys up, but there's, but there's other guys that I'd like to see get a shot. The problem is, is they're not going to get put on a line where they're going to be best accentuated or they're going to be in a spot to succeed. Like if you're, if you're going to bring a guy up and then, you know, be like, okay, well you're going to play with Weatherby and Gadjevich. Well, what the hell's that? Right. No, you make a good point there. Definitely. Uh, continuing on here from Bob Bugner. Shimmick made impact tonight in his time on ice reflects that good physical game. Um, yeah, I thought, I mean, Shimmick, uh, I, Shimmick, I, I'm, I'm over Shimmick. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people are. Problem with Shimmick, right. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not these, I don't think he's, he's bad. Like I, I, I think he's been better of late. Like he's definitely been, uh, a more physical presence, you know, you definitely noticed him again, um, in, in good ways, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, Jacob Middleton does it better for a quarter of the price, half the price. Uh, you're, you're bringing up a good point there. I mean, right. Like I, I think I, I, again, I think, I think Shimmick was fine tonight. Like, I don't think he was, he was particularly bad. And yeah, he's, you know, he's a guy who's going to bring a, a physical game and you're going to like, you know, he's definitely a guy who's, if you go on his side, you're going to know you're going on his side. Like he's going to make sure you realize that, yeah, you might want to, you know, go on plastic side because he ain't going to hit you and he probably won't even <laughs> stop you. 
<laughs> but I'm going to hurt Classic you. Classic hit. Like. How dare you? I, I, how dare you? You know, <laughs> right? So I mean, like I, I've been like I think Shimmick's game's been better, but I'm not like I'm not like suddenly back like oh Shimmick's awesome again. Like he's he's a guy, he's a guy who makes a lot of money for what he does. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, moving onward. Uh, oh, well, I wanted to touch on the time on ice because you know that's been mm-hmm. very hit or miss with the defense core. You know, Merkley played 1346 with a plus one and blocked one shot. I mean, what did you think of Merkley's return to the... I think Merkley's been good when he's been up. Especially in his own. Yeah, like, I think I think he's done everything he's been asked of. And, you know, it's unfortunate because the second that, you know, things get back to normal, he's back down to the CUDA. And I don't... Again, like, there's a guy who I think I would probably start dressing more regularly at least let him play himself out of a spot but every every opportunity he's been given so far i think he's looked fine no i i don't think he's i think he's done everything he's been asked to do he's been asked to do yeah i think he's been hung out on the ice a little bit sometimes especially this first stint up in san jose with the sharks uh but i really thought he's he's really uh kind of done all right I think he's done. I think he's. I like. I said. I would. He is a guy that I would like to see the Sharks let him play himself out of a spot. And if he doesn't play himself out of a spot, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's only you know first round draft pick. No pressure, right? <laughs> you know, uh, Ferraro was at twenty four thirty two in his return. Burns, quote unquote, kind of low at twenty six and a half minutes. I mean, not not as bad as we've seen in the past, but Vlasic and Shimmick getting over 18 minutes on the night, Magna over 16, which I, I, not too bad, I, I thought. I think, look at Vlasic's a, it could be a worse. tire fire, but I yeah. think he has been a little bit better. Like this, and a little bit better is not nearly good enough considering the money he makes. But I mean, he had a couple blocks tonight. I I didn't think he was. I didn't really see him do anything that really stood out to me. Like, oh my God, Vlasic, what are you doing tonight, right? Like, right. I thought he played a pretty quiet game, just not quite good. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not wrong. Um, uh, Bugner, continue on with, I thought Hurdle showed up amazing leadership tonight, smart changes, blocking shots, pumping guys up on bench. He... He's a very engaged and stepped up in Logan's absence. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, and that's, and that's, I think Hurdle's been, Hurdle's been good. I mean, it's, yeah, Hurdle's done everything again. He's another guy who I feel like he's done everything he's been asked to do. Uh, you know, he's got 17 goals on the season. I think that he has been, you know, he he's definitely driven play on his line, regardless of who he's been given to work with. Like I think those li- that his line has performed well for the most part. Maybe they're not always getting on the board as much as we'd like them to. It seems like it's either Couture's line or Hurdle's line going, and they don't seem to get going at the same time, and that's problematic. But uh, you know, I mean, Hurdle Hurdle's great, man. Hurdle is gonna give us a hell of a return at the trade deadline. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. To... Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a tough, tough, uh, 
tough show to do when we have to break that news. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to suck. And there better be a damn good return. There better be at least one first in there. Okay. So let's go around the scores around the NHL right now. Uh, after two periods in Dallas, it's 4-4 between the Stars and the Panthers. This is Joe Thornton's 1700th NHL game. Uh, Andre Barkov has a pair of goals. Thank you for my fantasy team uh, for that one. Uh, some guy named... Um, yeah, some some Pavelski guy has an assist. I don't know. Uh, so they're tied four four after two in Dallas, uh, Colorado up two one on the Winnipeg Jets, and some uh, interesting news. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, uh, Ian, about the Jets are exploring playing in Saskatoon uh, for in the near future. Yeah, I did see that. So. Um... Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, look at there's um, there's this global pandemic thing happening, and yeah. uh, up here <laughs> um, they have kind of limited gatherings and stuff to try and slow uh, the spread. So the NHL has been kind of periodically postponing games, like home games. I don't know how long um, they can keep doing that, um, but I think playing. Look at the NHL for as much money as it gets from TV is still for the most part, a gate driven league. Um, so I think if you can move to Saskatchewan where they don't have many restrictions um, and you know, you can, I think there's, they can fit 15. I think it was something like 15 like that at the, what is it? The credit union center, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, so if you can, if you can fit, you know, if you can fit a decent number of people into the barn and, and get that gate, I mean, good on you it's really the nhl's in a tough spot right because obviously they don't want to lose that those gates especially the ones up north because like those are big ones well they're they're huge right like you know i'm gonna be obnoxious canadian guy for a second but for for you know for the teams that make up you know a tiny percentage of the league they disproportionately make up uh, you know, they make up a disproportionate amount of the league's revenue. Uh, so obviously the players probably can't be happy right now because this is only going to continuously add to the escrow issues that they're going to have going forward. Right. Um, and, you know, so eventually I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know how long these restrictions are going to be down, but I don't think the NHL, if the NHL thinks they're going to bully the Ontario government into opening up sooner to give us leaf games. I think they're, going to be sadly sadly mistaken because that's just not going to happen like they're not they're not going to do it just because the nhl says well we'll take away your leaf games okay fine whatever like most people watch those games on tv anyway right you tried getting leaf tickets i wish (laughs) i mean the the thing is is yeah it's it's huge gate driven revenue especially Mm -hmm. up in canada for the seven canadian teams and i don't blame them and apparently Saskatchewan doesn't have any uh, any yeah, restrictions. Yeah, like six people so. live in Saskatchewan. Oh my God! Well, apologies to uh, to all the Saskatchewan uh, residents and such from from the Ontario boy over there. From, yeah, I'm sorry, the good yeah. Ontario boy, right? There you yeah, go. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I I. I they have to do their due diligence. I, I totally, it totally makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I completely get it. And I, I'm curious to see what else it's weird. It's, it's different, right? Because like, obviously when the season started, I don't think, I don't think anyone 
I, I'm, I'm sure some people foresaw this coming, but I, I think a lot of people thought that we would be coming out the other side of this thing right now, instead of, you know, just completely getting continuously buried by it. Um, so I, I, you know, like it wasn't like previous year where, you know, the blue Jays played and they just started playing in the States and they stayed there the whole time. The Raptors did the same thing. Right. 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 Raptors were in like, Tampa What the, the blue Jays, they transformed their minor league stadium into a pretty nice ballpark in Buffalo. Right. So, so I don't know, like, to to do that in the middle of the season though like i don't know how i don't know how you logistically make that work to find a place like if so if you're gonna like say okay well we're just gonna play all our games in the states until ontario lets us have gates like where do you go to make that work right and then obviously the players are not gonna like that because obviously then they're never home right like it's a it's a weird it's when you have like when you when you know that's this is what's going to happen going into the season, you can make arrangements with your family to be you know wherever your new home is. Like in this situation now, where, um, <laughs> sorry, Marty made me laugh. Um, <laughs> where you have a situation like right now, where this is kind of just sprung upon you, I there's no easy solution to that, right? And I don't know what the NHL does. Like, I guess they can keep postponing games. But at this rate, if they keep postponing games, we're going to have the Stanley Cup final in like July 30th. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you've read or listened to 32 Thoughts, that the, the great podcast from Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick, they're already running out of time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. getting yeah. to the point where, you know, the, if it's the third weekend in January, um, they're going to have to play some games without fans in there. And, fans and just bite the bullet and it sucks but it is what it is yeah and it's and it's a tough to see i mean now granted marketing wise this is a way to get saskatchewan in and keep them away from alberta i mean what a what a yeah, way but... to, to get them out there for for the see uh, nhl team which of course if for some historians we don't know i mean they were on the verge of getting the st louis blues back in the early 80s so yeah, but the it's the league has changed so much. Oh, like big time. The league, like here, here's the thing with the league now, though, right? Like the league is so big now, like it's outgrown certain markets, right? Like everyone's like, you know, I think a, a, a franchise that everyone always like, oh, they should put a team back in Hartford, but the NHL's totally outgrown Hartford, Connecticut. Like I don't think Hartford would could could support a, an NHL team right now. I think Winnipeg barely like I, they they support it, but I mean like they're they're on the knife's edge. Like if things went super south and people stopped showing up in Winnipeg, there would be, they would be in trouble really quick. Yeah. Big time. And, and but, it's scary. But, but they're lucky because people do support that team. Big. But I just use them as an example, right? Like there's right. certain markets where I think that the NHL is outgrown. And if you don't have, whereas if you lose like fan support and then the corporate support kind of follows, you're kind of screwed. No, Quebec has worse. Uh, asking what the Jets can't move Quebec. No, Quebec probably has worse. Probably has. I don't. You know, I haven't really paid attention, but I'm sure they have pretty they're, similar. They're probably restrictions. Yeah, they're probably even worse restrictions. Even in fact, Montreal played a couple of games without fans in the stands. Yeah, or, I, I've completely unplugged from from the world, so I don't know. Understandable. Be safe out there, everyone. You don't end up like me. <laughs> uh, Continuing on here really quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to go on the tangent, but I remember, I remember okay. seeing that during the game. Uh, 3-1 now for the Avalanche up on the Jets. Uh, the Desert Dogs are up 3-2 on the Blackhawks in this one. 
and Golden Knights and Rangers are just about to get underway, and along with the Predators and Kings, um, down in LA at some some weird crypto.com arena. I never heard of it before. Anyway, just kidding, folks. So now, here's a big one. We're getting ready. Ian's going to be on this Saturday, folks, along with it's myself true. and Felix for the Sharks and the Flyers. My God, Flyers, please, please, please start Martin Jones in net. I think they will. I mean, Carter Hart just got lit up by Pittsburgh tonight, so there's a good chance I think we see Martin Jones. Oh, yeah, I didn't Yeah, I didn't see the final scores here. <laughs> Let me keep going. Uh, it was 6-2, I think, that game. Yeah. Uh, so where are we here yeah six to two the final there brian russ and evan rodriguez again just mm-hmm. going nuts along with jake gensel as well and they're about to get evgeny malkin back oh boy Yikes. yeah uh devils beat the blue jackets three to one lightning uh quadruple up on the flames four to one braden point thank you very much uh and the wild beat the bruins three to two caprizov uh, with the goal and Kakinen with the victory. Uh, granted, Taylor Hall got his seventh. Marchand got his twelfth in the loss there. Sukarask so. though got a PTO with the Providence Bruins, so it's probably just to get back into game shape. And then I have to imagine an NHL contract's forthcoming there because I think Boston's yeah. probably going to want to get him back in. Granted, I believe I saw that Providence had their next two games postponed, so that might be coming. I think. I think Sometimes he's just there to get game shape anyway. Oh, he's not like, going to play? Oh, yeah, I mean, he might, but I, I think mostly he's just getting in game shape. That makes sense. So that's when the next, later on for the Bruins, but for the Sharks and Flyers, finishing up this weird road trip. So we start in Pittsburgh, go to Detroit, go to Buffalo, then go back to the same state you started in. Great yeah, schedule I mean, I don't making. Know how <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't envy like I've always said this I don't envy the schedule makers trying to fit as trying to schedule all those games into buildings that are probably mostly busy like I like how many events oh, does the SAP Center have a year they they're well over like at least 150 if not more right Staples Center oh and they're they're even worse because they house right. three pro teams and that's just two teams. Yeah. Like that's just two cities, right? Joe, uh, the um, the building in Detroit, Little Caesars Arena. I mean, that's probably does a bajillion dates. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just extrapolate that around the league. Like, I don't, I don't envy their job, man. And especially those new ones, I mean, like Little Caesars or hell, the Chase Center in San Francisco. I mean, they're brand new, so everybody's like wanting to go over there for sure. So. You know, and, and you feel for the schedule maker now how, trying to, you know, what are we at? 92 games that are postponed. I mean, yeah, I mean, try it's going to be it's going to be a mess and try to figure that out. I granted I, I like what they were trying to do is swap out. You know, I think it was like Islanders and Leafs like Leafs were supposed to be at home against the Islanders. And instead, they're making that a, a road game to offset it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh. Stanley Cup in July. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That so well. <laughs> uh, let's let's just make sure we get get it done before July thirteenth, so I can get to England to celebrate my girlfriend's son's graduation. Uh, the sharks with... could be in the class. What are you worried about? 
No, we have the draft. What are you talking about? So he's got to yeah. do the draft. Can't have the show. draft with the with the playoffs still going. Well, not shit. I killed that guy. You're you're killing me, man. You're killing me. All right, let's get out of here. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always at tealtownusa.com. Again, I want to apologize for the delay. Unfortunately, um, the work. Uh, the work medical staff who, you know, has to who has to tell me whether or not I can go back to work, uh, called literally right before we came on the air. Poor Ian uh, now knows all my medical information. It's true. Yeah, and, I'm. I mean, it's he's gonna he's now gonna get worse health care than I'm gonna, I'm, gonna get, I'm coming down there for worse health care <laughs> and so, more expensive too. So Ian, buddy, I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for yeah, sticking no with this, of course. Uh, but your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Final thoughts. I mean, again, um, there was, I think there was some positives from this game. I think there's definitely things that look like they started to trend back in the right direction. Uh, I think as more people get healthy back into the lineup, if they can continue to play with their structure, that they've been playing with, they will find some success. I think a really good article that really articulates um, what I've tried to say, uh, Shang put out a really good article out after the last game against Detroit, um, where it, where he talked a lot about how the Sharks have kind of gotten away from their game and, and how it bit them. I think it really articulates my thoughts really, really well. Um, so check that out uh, on Shang's. But uh, other than that, man, yeah. Uh, see you uh, Saturday when Martin Jones either <laughs> helps the hair or hurts the hair. And, uh, you know, we'll see if Martin Jones gets me closer to a divorce or further away. We'll see. <laughs> really? Jed's going to, Jed's going to. Uh... Yeah, it's, 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 it's already, it's set. Like she just needs to put the signature to paper. What if you look beautiful as a bald person? I won't. No, no, oh, whatever. It'll grow back. It'll go. That's back. what I say. All right. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. As we said, we'll be back with you Saturday following Shark Shark Flyers. That is a 4 p.m. start locally here in the Bay Area, 7 p.m. if you live near Ian. Uh, for all of us here, thank you for watching. The Chompersation now continues on the Discord channel. We'll see you over there. And until Saturday afternoon, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Saturday night.